0: Predicting the future stars of MLB is no easy task, yet there is no shortage of prospect prognosticators. Where does Colson Montgomery land on the latest list, and when can we see him on the south side? Uh, Mike Clevenger is under investigation for domestic violence and child abuse. Lots of fans want the White Sox to cut ties right now. However, it's complicated. And some good news finally, Steve Stone and Jason Benetti will be back in the broadcast booth. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked On White Sox. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more uh, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Sox math and what's in the bucket lives to see another season as Benetti and Stone will return. The White Sox will have to sit back and wait as MLB continues their investigation into Mike Clevenger and predicting the future can be a maddening ordeal. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Look for additional episodes this week on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we'll be back up to five episodes once spring training gets underway. Uh, thank you to some new uh, YouTube subscribers and podcast listeners. Uh, thanks for passing this along to other Sox fans in your life. Uh, Just a quick reminder that uh, Wednesday's episode will be Mailbag Wednesday. Get those comments, uh, questions, predictions in uh, socks at uh, gmail.com. Hey, we are about two weeks away until pitchers and catchers report. Roughly eight weeks until opening day. Still waiting on that big trade that was talked about at the beginning of the offseason by General Manager Rick Hahn. Uh, Some notes and news about spring training. uh, Who's going to be invited? Who will be there? Seven uh, White Sox top uh, prospects receive non-roster invites to spring training this year. I guess the question uh, really is, how much faith do you have in the prospects? Uh, Or or maybe it's just not getting... uh, not getting up for the letdown. Uh, Scott Merkin uh, had some uh, information through some articles on WhiteSocks.com. Colson Montgomery, uh, the number one White Sox prospect per MLB pipeline. Uh, and Billy Hamilton, a veteran who strongly resonated with a fan base from a bench role in 2021 Uh, where two of the 26 players extended non-roster invites to the 2023 spring training. The team agreed to terms and minor league contracts with nine free agents and added 17 players from within their system, uh, Merkin wrote. Uh, Montgomery, 20 years old, was the team's top pick and 22nd overall selection in the 2021 draft, left-handed Uh, Hitting shortstop will be joined on the non-roster invite list uh, by six players also in the uh, White Sox top 30 prospects. Uh, Just a few here, outfielder uh, Oscar Colas, who I'm sure you have heard so much about. He is uh, the number two prospect in the in the Sox system. And then right handed pitchers, Sean Burke, uh, number nine and Matthew Thompson. We'll hear from them later in this episode. Uh, Thompson, number 15. So Oscar uh, Colas, uh, you know, we've been hearing about this guy since uh, really the beginning of the off season, kind of in a way that uh, the White Sox talked about Andrew Vaughn uh, a few years ago, uh, Colas, not a ton of experience uh, in A, that's for sure. And he very well uh, might play a role uh, this year in right field, maybe some DH, uh, but what about in years to come? Uh, You know, the White Sox have a weak farm system. Talked about it here on Lockdown Sox a couple weeks ago. Uh, It sure seems like Colson Montgomery uh, is the future. A lot of buzz surrounding him as of late. Uh, Keith Law from The Athletic uh, just came out with uh, his top 100 MLB prospects. And Colson Montgomery, uh, he's got Colson up at number 25 uh, now, Colson Montgomery, 6'4", a little over 200 pounds, bats left, which the Sox desperately need, throws right, uh, and drafted uh, again in 2021. Sox took him at number 22. Last year, Keith Law had him unranked, and here he is at number 25. Uh, and again, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Does it even really mean anything? But for this sake, uh, Keith Law has got Montgomery at number 25. This is what Law uh, had to say about Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery was a risky pick in the first round in 2021. He was 19 years old at the draft and came from a high school in rural Indiana where he didn't face much good pitching. Uh, he's panned out so far, reaching double A last year after very strong performances as a 20-year-old in low A and high A, where he showed advanced plate discipline and bat-to-ball skills uh, before fading in August. As he got tired, uh, he was slashing 309-420 uh, 462 between the two levels and then struggled after the White Sox promoted him along with all their key prospects to double A to finish the year. Uh, he's 6-4 with long limbs and his swing can get long when he's going for pitches on the outer edge or beyond, but he's disciplined enough that he hasn't chased much at the lower levels. The consensus among scouts is that he'll move off shortstop and he may, may very well outgrow it, but he gets very good reads and comes in well on balls with plenty of arm for the left side of the infield. Uh, with his strong hit uh, OBP skills, Montgomery's ceiling comes down to power. Right now it's below average, but as he fills out, he should get at least to average, which would make him a solid regular at third or an above average regular at shortstop. Uh, Now, Scott Merkin, uh, you know, he had a conversation with Montgomery and and I got uh, an email blast about this. I'm sure it's going to be on uh, WhiteSox.com eventually article on on what's, uh, you know, Colson Montgomery really looking forward to and Camelback, uh, and this is from the article from Merkin. Uh, the upcoming weeks in Glendale, Arizona, will be a back-to-school session for Colson Montgomery. He should get some Cactus League at-bats in a few games in the field, but Montgomery will gain just as much simply by talking, listening, and observing. I think it's just the experience of going against the best of the best pitching and also playing against the best of the best, even hitting and fielding in position players, Montgomery said, It would be cool to sit there and see how they interact and how they interact with the game, pick their brains, ask questions about all that stuff. Uh, Montgomery has been working in Nashville this offseason with a major league crew, including teammates Jake Berger. Uh, Remember him and Sean Burke uh, trying to be more explosive through strength and conditioning, plus working on his first step quickness. Uh, His learning curve will soon continue at Camelback Ranch with Montgomery turning to not just Anderson, but other veterans. It's really cool to see how they work, uh, how they do their routine, Montgomery said. It really helps when you are a young player, uh, when you see a major leaguer do all that stuff. Uh, Your goal is to be where they are at. It's just good to take those mental notes being a young player. So, again, a question to you. I'm sure you've talked about this in other groups, uh, Sox fan groups. I've had these conversations just recently, uh, and I'm I'm on the fence on it. Do you you still have faith in the prospects? You know, I feel like I've just been, you know, burned uh, after the last rebuild. I didn't pay too much about, uh, you know, too much attention about prospects before uh, 2016. Really, I, I felt like it was, you know, what? Let's get rid of our farm system. Let, let's try to win another World Series when we can. At least get back to the ALCS. You know, let's get veterans. Let's get ready to go players. You know, I didn't have the patience as a fan, and that was probably short sighted. And you know, w- we all know what happened uh, when during the sale trade, the rebuild, and. You know, selling off assets, and we just got all of these, uh, uh, you know, young prospects, and then we drafted high, and uh, you know, as of right now, we have nothing really to show for it, and and I think uh, way back when Johan Moncada, I think was a number one prospect, number one rated in all of baseball around uh, 2016, and and Luis Robert. Uh, number five overall, I think in 2019, moved up after that, might have made the top three uh, in all of uh, MLB in terms of prospects. And those numbers, I'm sure, are important uh, to other executives, you know, when they're looking at trades and and so forth. But it's such a subjective thing. It's It's not an exact science, obviously, as we found out as White Sox fans with some of the names that uh, we were really excited about and fizzled out, or nothing came of them. You know, still really waiting uh, for Johan Moncada to live up uh, to that hype. Uh, hype that he didn't call for. Hype that was put on him. Uh, same thing with Robert. So, uh, you know, does having Montgomery make Tim Anderson expendable eventually? You know, are they going to actually, and by they I mean the White Sacks, resign uh, Tim Anderson? Uh, down the road? Or, or do they look at a, a guy like Colson Montgomery and say, well, you know, he's a couple years away. We're not going to pay Tim Anderson what he wants. We're going to go the cheap route and we'll have Colson Montgomery there. Uh, does Colson Montgomery ever play in a White Sox uniform? You know, he's one of the few assets they have right now. Uh, and, and maybe they're going to try to really attack this, this window that they have, which feels like it's closing uh, by the by the month. And maybe he gets traded off, uh, you know, for ready to go uh, talent that can help the Sacks win right now. I don't, I don't know if that's the smartest move, but, you know, this is the White Sax we're talking about. You know, how do the White Sax avoid a rebuild, another rebuild? And that's something that we'll probably be talking a little bit more uh, later this week, especially with the mailbag. Uh, lots of fans. Would like to see the Mike Clevenger era over before it ever starts. I'm going to tell you why the White Sox will have to be patient. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. Uh, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can uh, bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. Uh, You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads uh, to who will score a touchdown. You got the over-under right now for the Super Bowl, uh, uh, 49.5. And points uh, to be scored in the first minute of play, that's a plus 4,000. Interesting stuff uh, on FanDuel. Uh, The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid. Uh, get your uh, paid, your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Mike Clevenger might never pitch uh, in a White Sox uniform. Uh, obviously, we're about a week away, uh, removed, I should say, from the news breaking about this uh, MLB investigation, and you know, a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts uh, thrown out uh, instantly, uh, and what the White Sox should do. A lot of hopes and 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 wishes uh, by Sox fans, and uh, there was I just got a general consensus that. You know, most fans just let's cut bait. Let's get rid of this guy uh, right now. Uh, it's a mess, uh, and, and and forget it. That may that's a little complicated as we're finding out now. There was an article by James Fegan uh, late last week that. Uh, shed some light onto the situation here. Uh, league policy prevents the team from disciplining Clevenger now, according to Fegan's article. Uh, per the MLB and the MLBPA's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy, the commissioner's office holds the authority to discipline players in violation of the policy. Therefore, the White Sox would not be authorized to discipline Clevenger prior to the completion of the investigation unless the commissioner's office transferred that authority to the team according to the policy. Releasing Clevenger before the completion of the investigation would likely be construed as grounds for a grievance. The investigation just became public Recently, but MLB was first made aware of the claims last summer when Clevenger was playing for the San Diego Padres. Again, I don't need to remind you, but I will. The White Sox signed the free agent in December to a one year, $12 million contract. Uh, Now, according to Feegan, the non disciplinary administrative leave is an option to keep players away from their teams while investigations are ongoing. Such a move is, again, under the purview of the commissioner, and extensions would have to be jointly agreed upon with the MLBPA. Unless a decision on administrative leave is issued by the league or the investigation reaches a resolution resulting in an unpaid suspension or not, the White Sox's commitment to Clevenger for the year is binding. I I just think this is, you know, as long as as long as this keeps going on and I don't know how quick one of these investigations uh, will wrap up. I mean, look, we're two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Camelback Ranch. And, you know, Clevenger's not going to say a word. Uh, I don't think people are going to ask about it. They might try. I'm sure they will be given guidance that that is off limits. The White Sox are not going to comment while this investigation is going on. It's messy. It's this cloud that's going to be hanging over the team uh, on on what to do or, you know, if if this guy is even going to be of value to us at all throughout this season. And the question, you know, we talked about last week and it's still pondering over the weekend of like now what Uh, what do the White Sox do? And of course, there's Davis Martin, who had that forearm issue uh, during the last game of the season where he got rocked by the Twins. Uh, maybe Sean Burke, uh, you know, Feegan wrote uh, about some options, namely Sean Burke and Matthew Thompson. In an athletical piece, athletic piece. Uh, uh, Feegan said sometimes the non-roster invite list is useful because it answers a question. For example, if Mike Clevenger is unavailable and Davis Martin is pushed into the rotation until further notice, who does the team view as the most uh, major league ready pitchers behind them? And that could be Burke and Thompson, the two starter prospects who received invites to big league camp. Burke, a towering over slot signing out of the third round of 2021 draft, finished last season in AAA and had already been tabbed as potentially this year's Davis Martin, since actual Davis Martin might be busy trying to be this year's Johnny Cueto. And the Sox had eight different pitchers, excluding openers, making starts last year. They'll need depth beyond Burke. It's high time the Sox start getting some returns on their spree of multi-million dollar investments into high school pitching in the 2019 and 2020 drafts. And Thompson, which was a 2019 second round pick, getting the invite indicates he's starting to bubble up to the top after participating in Project Birmingham last September. Uh, good stuff from Fegan there. It's a uh, excellent article to read if you have the opportunity in the Athletic. Uh, so Montgomery Colson Montgomery uh, commented on right hand pitcher Sean Burke, which is the number one, uh, number nine White Sox prospect. He's a competitor, man. He competes on the mound for sure. He goes out and gives it his all. He makes everybody, everything tough on everybody. He's six six and he throws gas. He's got good stuff. I'm excited for him. This year, too. Uh, Talking about a mess here, it's the Aloy Jimenez mess, in my opinion. Uh, The White Sox have failed to go out and get a proven uh, right fielder. So you have got Oscar Colas, who doesn't have a ton of experience at all, uh, vying for that spot, excited to to be uh, maybe a difference maker at that spot. Uh, Lurie Garcia has been mentioned as someone that could play all over the place, namely in the outfield. And Gavin Sheets, uh, of course, uh, might get an opportunity. Well, uh, as we covered last week, Aloy Jimenez had a media session and he spoke his mind about wanting to play right field. I think this is a situation that could have been avoided if the White Sox absolutely filled that, that need and got a right fielder and Aloy uh, Jimenez would be in the DH spot. Well, Ozzie Guillen uh, spoke up, and I love what Ozzie Gian said. Maybe you saw this. Uh, he talked about it on uh, the Score 670 recently. This was what Gian said revolving on this whole Aloy Jimenez manner, wanting to play right field. Uh, here's Gian I hope somebody has some guts in the White Sox organization. Got to give him a call, and I think they did you're going to be the DH. You're going to be the DH. Whether you like it or not, that's all you can do. Uh, you prove us wrong for the last three years to put you in the outfield, Gian said. Uh, we want you happy. Yes, we do want you happy, but also we want the team better. I think it's well said by Ozzie Guillen. Uh, the team will be better. Uh, Of course, if Aloy Jimenez can stay healthy and Aloy Jimenez stays healthy, if he is the D.H., in my opinion, Uh, the dynamic duo of Jason Benetti and Steve Stone will be back for another season. And depending on who you ask, it's quite possibly the best news of the offseason. More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, you got to try a Built Bar. Uh, we just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Uh, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, perfect for your New Year's resolution. Uh, what makes Built Bars so good? Uh, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Uh, not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. Uh, for years, we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com. And uh, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk over to the pharmacy and grab yourself a box of built bars. Uh, you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or uh, coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, Run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, uh, brownie batter, and churro. Hey, some good news finally, and uh, also some more places to drink. We'll get uh, to that in a moment. Uh, uh, Socks dropped this news late last week. We've been wondering it, uh, you know, about it here on Locked On, and a lot of people talking about it on social media. What's going on here with the contracts of Jason Benetti and Steve Stone? Well, the White Sox have picked up a multi-year option for Jason Benetti, who is entering his eighth season as a member of the Sox broadcast team. Sox also announced a Multi-year extension with Steve Stone, who is entering his 16th year in the White Sox broadcast booth. Boy, where has the time uh, gone? Uh, so, yeah, Sox math is back. What's in the bucket? Uh, look, I could probably do with without what's in the bucket and some of the other stuff that that goes on. But I love the chemistry that Benetti and Stone. Uh, have they? They really get each other. I think uh, Jason Benetti knows what he has in Steve Stone. Wealth of knowledge, especially from the pitcher's standpoint, and with all the young arms that have come through the White Sox organization lately, uh, it is so great to set him up on a tee, so to speak, and let him just you know have at it. And he does a great job of of how some of these pitchers can can come back from certain injuries. Uh, extend themselves in terms of innings, get to those secondary pitches. What are they missing uh, and how can they uh, get to it in game? How can they get those adjustments done? Stone has been great uh, and they are great together. If you ever have a chance to listen to other, you know, other tandems out there, if you have the MLB extra innings package, which I had years ago, and and you're listening to maybe when the socks are on the road, you're listening to whatever home broadcast you get. There are some just absolute duds out there uh you know it's zero personality no chemistry uh with their broadcast partners so we've got something good here benetti and stone uh, i love i just absolutely love you know how they almost can finish each other's sentences and uh, it'll be nice to have them back in the booth uh There was also something in the Chicago Sun-Times. We've been talking about these 500-level bars that are going to be at Sox Park uh, this season. And this was an article from David Struitt. I don't know if you had a chance to see this. Uh, The View Bars is what they're being called. Uh, Under construction on the 500-level concourse will feature walk-up drink service and table seating. Uh, The Sacks announced recently the team demolished eight rows of seats in sections 516 and 548 to make room uh, for the bars, which will be sponsored by Molson Coors' brands, Miller High Life and Blue Moon. Uh, The idea behind the bars is to help fans experience the park in new ways, which means, please, somebody come up to the 500 level and visit it. Uh, That's what Brooks Boyer said. Uh, White Sox chief revenue and marketing officer uh, said that in a statement. "Uh, These two new view bars invite fans to customize their ballpark experience, providing open spaces to see the game from different perspectives. Uh, Boyer said the Sacks. Here's a good this is a a great uh, line here. A couple lines. Uh, This tells you everything you need to know. Uh, the White Sacks initially had bigger plans for the bars when it applied for a building permit in September, but the bars were simplified afterward to meet the budget. Uh, the revised plan uh, called for bars that are self-contained units with minimal requirements for plumbing and reduced requirements for electrical services services. And the White Sox are funding the project themselves, a team spokesperson said. Uh, No surprise there. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And get those questions in for uh, Wednesday's mailbag. Uh, That is lockedonsocks at uh, gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked On White Socks your first listen. Now, make your second listen the Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Coming up on the next episode, we're opening up the mailbag and getting to some questions and comments. I hey, really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murowski. And until next time, go socks.